This is Puck Year, New Zealand's home of hockey and official podcast of the NZIHL. Join us each week as hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury talk to the players, the fans, filmmakers and everyone in between who make the hockey world such an interesting place. Aside from New Zealand, Joe, what is your favourite country in the world? Uh, I'd say it'd be that big old, big old true north, white, leafy, icy place at the top of the world. Greenland? No. Alaska? No, that's not a country. Next to that place. Canada. Canada. That's right. It's my favourite too. There's obviously a lot of stuff to love about Canada. Uh, hockey and poutine are probably the two main ones uh, and also a singer punk bands as well I think there's some good yeah. punk bands yeah uh, Cancer Bats mm-hmm. Japan Droids uh, Silverstein Pup and not a punk band but I highly rate her Lights uh, mm. <laughs> she's a breath what? of fresh air really I can't tell if that mm, was about her physical appearance or her musical talent both of uh, are great great things okay just, just checking. Just oh, checking. Canada. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, very highly underrated. There's actually a lot of artists in Canada that are big in Canada, but for some reason aren't big anywhere else in the world. I really don't understand why that is. Because you give us Justin Bieber, but there's so much more than that. Take back Justin Bieber, please. Yeah. Uh, give us Lights. Give us Arkells. It's another one. Mm. Very awesome band. Feist as well would be another... You can keep Lovely Headley. Lady. You can keep Headley. Mm. Um, but anyway. You can keep Nickelback. Yeah, you can, that's the other one you can keep. Oh, we'll take Monster Truck as well. They're not bad. I quite like them. That song Enforcer is pretty awesome. Uh, but this isn't a music podcast. It's a hockey podcast. And let's talk about, obviously, all the great things. Obviously, Canada gives us hockey, you know, birthplace of hockey, etc., etc. So they say, was it actually? Yeah. They, I mean, I'll, I'll trust them. Uh, when would a Canadian ever lie to us, right? No, they're so nice. Yeah, so nice, exactly. Uh, but with the USA versus Canada ice hockey classic that's coming to New Zealand soon, uh, obviously Auckland, Wellington, and uh, Queenstown. That Queenstown one is going to be a party, and or it's already sold out. Um, but buy your tickets for Auckland and Wellington. Team Canada, again, uh, I got to interview the coach... Uh, Paul Rosen, an amazing, inspirational story there. Hell of a, f- hell, hell of a, of a human. dude. Yeah, hell of a hell human. of a dude. Yeah, and um, the the captain Nolan Yockman, who's been playing his hockey in the Finnish Elite League, one of the greatest names I think in hockey. Yockman. Yeah, that Yonkman. is a great name. Uh, and former Anaheim Duck. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of ducks coming out. It's, it's good. Yeah, former Ducks, former Maple Leafs. So mm. I don't know if people, I don't know if the organizers like listen to this and be like, man, these guys really love those two teams. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with this. Um, but I interviewed them. Once again, Joe wasn't because he's a working man. I mean, I'm a working man too. And we do this, we do these podcasts, uh, I guess, outside of our work hours. We come to the ACC studios to record these very intros and whatnot that you hear right now and then sometimes these interviews i have to do them over the phone before i start work and you're already at work well i'm very looking forward to hearing these uh this chat you had with dan rosen and nolan yonkman 
Do you say Dan Rosen? <laughs> Paul Rosen. Get it right, mate. Hey, Nolan. Uh, it's Logan Swinkles here from New Zealand. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thanks for taking the time to do this, despite how late it must be in Finland right now. That's okay, and despite how early it is for you there. So I'm, it's too bad we missed uh, the last time there was uh, a little, I guess, error with the, with the area code. So uh, no problem. Oh, it's all good, bro. Um, speaking of Finland, though, uh, obviously for the past few seasons, uh, you've been with JYP in the Finnish Liga. Uh, how do you find playing there in like a top European league as opposed to, say, like the AHL where you played over 700 games? Yeah, I think I think differences here is that a lot of our our, our rosters really uh, solidified. You know, with the AHL players are getting called up and down, and it's a, there's a lot more movement over here. It's the teams are pretty much set, and you and that's kind of the top league. So um, you kind of have a more current roster. You play less games. Um, we're very central located, so our travel really isn't that big. You know, you're really just in the country of Finland, which isn't as big or as broad as the AHL with North America. Mm. Um, the hockey's still very competitive, still very grindy, kind of like a North America style of game. Um, I really enjoyed my, my last three years here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I, I know you guys won the most recent uh, Champions Hockey League. Uh, where would you rate that achievement in your hockey career? Yeah, that's pretty big because that's the best team uh, in in Western Europe, excluding the Russia KHL. So that was a really big thing for us, and, and to show that the rest of the other countries, you know, so all of Western Europe, that that we we came out on top. So that was a really big thing, and um, you know, it was uh, yeah, we just kept grinding away, and and I I'd rank it up there as pretty high because it's it is a hard trophy to win. It's a hard championship to win because there's so many different cultures and different um, you know, there's so many different teams in it. You know, the Olympics will have the best, best players but there's just so many different teams and it's hard and anytime you win something it's great. We just lost out of our league. Unfortunately we had some some tough breaks but, but you know what in the end we won this Champions League which is a big deal. So yeah, for sure. And uh, you mentioned like a lot of different cultures uh, out there on the on the ice. I had a look at uh, the roster, and to me, it looked like you're the only Canadian on the team. So, is there much of a language barrier there to overcome when you come in? Yeah, I mean everything is done in Finnish, and so I have to have a translator. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've gotten to kind of get used to it. This was an experience for me to go over and do this, and it doesn't happen all the time, but. But the, yeah, the roster this year, I was the only import during the time, especially during the Champions League. So um, it was kind of tough at times. And, and you, you go through, you go, I mean, for nine months being here, you know, it gets a little bit old. But you know what, it's, it's, it's hockey at the end of the day, and then you just play. And uh, I, won't, I won't lie, there are some tough times when you just wish, uh, you know, you know what everybody was saying, especially during jokes or something, you know, <laughs> you, you don't want to have to have them repeat the joke, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and the, there could be all these jokes about you and finish, and you just have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. I always tell me if you guys are if you guys are joking about me, just tell me. But but usually you can tell if somebody's joking about you, and I, it's pretty good. I I don't think they were teasing me too much, but but uh, uh, it's, it's all in good fun. 
Yeah. Uh, so how, I guess now you're in your off season, right? How do you like to spend it? Do you, do you consider Finland to be home to you or do you like to go back to Canada? No, I'll be going home actually, I think even tomorrow. I'm, I'm still currently in, in my place in Finland right now. And, and then I'm going to be heading back to, uh, to the U S right now. Um, so I'll spend some time there. I'll fly kind of to Chicago. I'd like to get some sun, maybe go down to Miami or Arizona or something and, and get some sun since I've been in the dark here in Finland where there is absolutely nothing. So uh, it's still full winter here, and, and I know that you guys don't get a lot of snow there, but this is full full winter. So um, And here we are in the middle of April almost. But um, I'll go back, and then I'll go to Canada, and then I'll be ready and, and getting really rocked up to go and see you guys in June. So um, it's going to come quick. You know, May's going to fly by. I'll be with my parents in Saskatchewan and Canada, and I only see them once a year. But then June, July, you know, I'm, o- I'm over there. So um, I'll be, uh, be looking forward to it. Yeah. Have you ever been to New Zealand before? I have not. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so I've, all, I've heard magical things. I know that you have a lot of big tourist industry too, but, but uh, I'm looking forward to experiencing it myself. Is there, is there like anything you're really looking forward to about coming down? Like, is there anything on your bucket list? Maybe you're a big Lord of the Rings Hobbit fan, anything like that? Yeah, I know you guys get to, uh, that's pretty much, well, I mean, the countryside is beautiful. So you have, you have all that, you know, I know that the Lord of the Rings, I think is the biggest one of the things, but you know, the, you know, if we can go to the the Sky Tower, I know that's one of the t- tallest structures in like the sem- southern hemisphere. So, like, I know that that in Auckland is going to be. Can maybe check that out. I, I mean, I'm not sure what else. The the you know the city itself. It's gonna. I love to travel, so I'm just I'm just excited to take it all in. And, and you know, I'm not I'm not going to drive because I know it's on the other side of the road. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, but there's not a lot of people because you guys are a small, small country kind of, but you don't have a lot of, a lot of people to, too. So it's going to, I know that there's a lot of nature, a lot of great, great things to check out. So, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I just can't wait. I know that they have a lot of things booked for us around our games and our travel. So hopefully between the games and whatever they have trend meet, uh, planned media wise, we can, I can kind of sneak in and get off on our own. So. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, speaking of yeah. SkyTower, it'll be interesting to see you jump off it because you can do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, New Zealand also had one of the first uh, commercial bungee jumps, right? Yeah. I, I think, think I don't know if we invented it, but uh, we probably claim that we do. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, people jump off that too. So I ain't doing. I'm not doing that. I don't think my spine can handle it, and my back can handle the bungee jump. And I'm. I don't know. I feel like I. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm a little nervous about that. I'm a little nervous about the bungee jumping. All right, so, we won't do anything yeah. that will hurt you. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but coming back to hockey now, like what level of hockey do you think the fans can expect when they go to the ice hockey classic in June? Well, I think it's still going to be good. So I know that you guys can look at the roster and you'd be like, hey, you know what? We don't have the Sidney Crosby's, Crosby's. We don't have the McDavid's. We don't have that kind of stuff. But I think it's still going to be a great representation of kind of what the hockey is. I mean, we, 
we are we're coming to entertain and we're still we're still professionals we're still playing against each other canada versus usa and i don't want to think in any means that this is anything staged or or the way it is you know we we have fun out there we're but we're still very competitive a couple of the players are you know we're not we're not 50 goal scorers in the nhl now you know can we get everybody over there you know that that's just something that the NHL guys won't do. But a lot of us have seen the NHL and maybe a little bit older like myself. But you know what? We still want to bring that competitive, uh, very entertaining game. And uh, because our prides are right. And there's a lot of people going to be coming to watch. So you know what? You play for, you're playing against each other. You're playing for the front of your jersey, you know, and you're, and you're still you know, representing yourself. So all the guys are going to want to bring it. And um, I, I still think it's going to be a great North American representation of, of what hockey's about. And if anybody hasn't seen a live hockey game, I think they'll still be very entertained because, you know, I think our sport is very good live. There's one thing to watch it on TV, and maybe you don't know the rules, but we still skate as fast as NHL guys. We. <laughs> Some of us, but maybe not me anymore. But 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 the speed of some players are still NHL caliber, yeah. and uh, you know what? It's we still shoot. We can still shoot as hard as NHL guys. We're still you know making plays. So um, you know what? I I think that families are going to love it, and and you can still get a great live perspective of hockey. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of my colleagues just did a U.S. sports tour in L.A. and he went to a whole bunch of different games, Lakers, Clippers, um, Angels, uh, but he said his favorite was going to the Kings. So, yeah, I, I hope that does translate well uh, for people here who may never seen a game. But uh, from the names that have actually been mentioned so far for Team Canada, um, there's some... Well, there's some good names there. And like for, I mean, for a hockey man like myself, uh, hearing names like Peter Holland and Byron Fraze, that gets me excited. So have you ever seen those guys play much? You know, do you watch them on TV in the NHL? And like, if so, how would you rate their game? Yeah, I played with Peter Holland when we were both in Anaheim together. Um, so and that's before he went to Toronto. So I know Peter very well. And uh, we we actually even lived in the same building in in Norfolk when we were in the minors together. So, you know what he he's uh, he's a highly skilled and great great playmaking guy. So, and uh, you know with NHL experience uh, for sure. So, you know what it's uh, those guys are those guys are going to bring you know a, a great little natural talent that you can't you can't fake. So, um, I think it, it'll be, it'll be nice to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Peter Holland fan. I hated the way he was underutilized in, uh, Toronto. So it's great to see him, you know, doing all right there with the Rangers. Um, do you think this Canadian team has what it takes to beat USA in the series? Well, I, I, you know, I'd like to think so. I mean, I've had, uh, I've gone twice now and won both cups, so <laughs> I got to keep my record going. Nice. I got to keep it going. But uh, you know what? When the final rosters get uh, kind of, you know, uh, solidified and they've kind of picked it all out, we'll see where we're at. We'll see where our goalies are at. You know, we'll we'll kind of get more adjustments once we get closer to the deadline. And you know what? Both. Both teams are gonna look for, uh, you know, they, they play for the pride. So that's cool. Uh, and so, what does it mean, you know, to you to lead Canada uh, out to what will be the largest outdoor game ever played in this part of the world? 
Hey, that's quite an honor. I mean, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, you know what? I think it just, just all of us are pretty honored to play in front of that crowd and, uh, the biggest game. So, um, you know what? I was, it was an honor to be chosen. And, um, I guess, um, maybe I'm just because I'm a more of a veteran guy, but you know what? I've, I've played almost a thousand professional hockey games now and I won a CHL championship last year. And, you know, so I've, I've seen a few hockey games and, um, you know, it's just another honor to be part of this. And if I'm captain, Hey, that's great. Now, a few of the guys I work with, um, we're having this debate about the greatest rivalry in sports. And, of course, I bring up USA v. Canada in hockey, but they brought up all this other stuff, and they don't believe me. But So I want to know, like, why do you think Canada versus USA is the greatest rivalry in sport? Well, I think it, it stems, like, it, like, Canada, USA within just hockey or, like, in general, like Olympics and, like, everything? Or what are we, are we just saying hockey? Let's just say hockey. Or just, okay. So I think in hockey... It, it comes down to definitely a pride. I mean, we'll, we'll claim that, you know, the game was invented in Canada and a lot of, you know, growing up, especially come the 80s and 90s, it was a lot of produced of, of, of Canadians in, uh, in the NHL. And um, so, you know, when it came to the Olympics, every year, all the time, Canada was always a dominant force. And now USA is starting to really come back within the last, you know, decade or so. So... That's really sparked the rivalry now, I think, more than it has in the past because the American art is coming a lot stronger, and they really compete more, and they're starting to win some gold medals, uh, you know, when they play Canada in Olympics, World Juniors. So, you know, there's even been fighting. I think you look back into the early 2000s, and, and that really started to, to turn that rivalry even, even more. So, you know, there's... There's there's different you know games that kind of spark that tension, and I think that that's that's why it's so heated now because both Americans and Canadians at hockey are starting to become very dominant. And when it when a playing field starts to equal out, that means it's only even going to be more you know you know back and forth. So that's why I think it's. I think you're you're right on with hockey being pretty uh, the rivalry between Canada and USA. Yeah. Um, now, just lastly, I kind of like uh, I have to. T- well, I want to talk about this, but um, with you being from Saskatchewan, uh, obviously with everything that's happened in the last few days, uh, what what was running through your head when you heard about the tragic news of the Humboldt Broncos? Yeah, Humboldt's only an hour and a half north of where I'm from on my my farm. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 pretty awful. It, and I've been riding the bus for over 20 years, and it just scares me to think how lucky and how fortunate I am, uh, and, and what those families and what the players must have been going through, um, and, and still going through at this time. It's it's just it's just it's just awful because. You know, it's so scary how fast something so quick can happen. And, you know, as a player, being on the bus, that's your safe place. You 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 live on this thing. It's you're, You spend so many hours on this thing month mm-hmm. after month you know, during a hockey season. And it, it's just so scary to think that that, that happens. And it's, it sends shockwaves around the world. And, um, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just devastating. And it, 
it hit home to me. I don't know anybody uh, involved in that, uh, even though it is so close to home. Um, it's, it's, but it's still, you know, that it, it's just not much you can say. And I think, as you can see, the whole, you know, hockey world is, has been shaken. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the hockey community here alone in New Zealand, like I've seen them really rally together uh, to show their support for Humboldt. Everyone's putting their sticks out, uh, you know, on their front door and uh, people are donating to their families through that GoFundMe page. Um, what's the reaction been like sort of in hockey circles in Finland? Um, they've talked to me right away. I mean, they don't know, you know, they know that it's, that it's something pretty shocking and that it's hit close to me. Um, I think it's the same reaction around. Um, I personally don't know if anybody's made donations and, and stuff like that. It's hard for them to, to, to comprehend that in a way, but, mm. but, uh, I mean, I'll personally be making donations and, and, and showing my support, um, because it, you know, it is, it is close to me, but, you know, it, it, they're just, it's just tra tragic and, and our season's over now too. So, you know, I don't get to see a lot of the guys now, but they've, they've shown their support. That's cool. I mean, yeah, that's cool that they do that though. Um, cause yeah, I yeah. imagine being so far away, like it is, it is kind of hard to, I guess, feel connected to it, but at the same time, you know, when you see pitches on TV, like I was watching Hockey Night in Canada the other day and just everything there, it just, it, it hits you pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, I just, I just really wanted to touch on that because I feel like it's important you being from Saskatchewan, but, um, thank you, uh, Nolan for taking the time. Uh, really looking forward to having you come down here, uh, in a couple of months. Hey, I, you know what? I can't wait, and uh, hopefully we meet you in person. Um, but uh, you know, we're I'm ready and, and and continuing skating, so I feel great coming down. And uh, well, we want to put on a good show, so we'll we'll see you guys in a couple months. So yeah, uh, Paul, thanks for uh, coming on Puck. Yeah, we just heard from uh, Nolan Yonkman, who's going to be the captain uh, for Team Canada with you behind the bench, uh, leading the way as head coach for the Ice Hockey Classic down here. Do you know much about Nolan as a player and how do you feel he'll go returning to that role as captain? You know what? I, I don't know much about him yet because uh, Terry, uh, coach Terry Goulet, who's... Um has not really told me uh, anybody on my team yet. So uh, I, I will definitely... I coached Team Canada five years ago when we were in Australia. Um, but I am, uh, I am a huge, huge, uh, huge lover of New Zealand. I was able to come down there in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I have, uh, I have a relative that lives in, uh, in Auckland. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the atmosphere and I'm looking forward to getting to know my players before I come down. Um, but it's, you know, it's hockey. Anytime you, uh, you have a guy who's, uh, who's good enough to put that C on his sweater for Canada, he's, he's got to have a lot of, uh, a lot of talent and a lot of great leadership skills. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, yeah, Kerry Goulet is keeping those, uh, cards pretty close to his chest. Uh, we do know that, uh, for Canada, at least there's going to be Along with Youngman, there'll be Peter Holland and Byron Fraze. Uh, do you, what are your thoughts on those guys as players? Do you get to see them uh, in the NHL? Absolutely. More Peter. Um, you know, I, I obviously living in Toronto, but I follow a lot of the teams in the NHL, playing, having the opportunity to have played for Canada for uh, for ten years, three Paralympic games, in the as a goaltender for the sled hockey team. 
I, uh, I, I love Peter's work ethic. I love his, uh, his leadership skills too. So I think it's going to be a fantastic tournament. And, and I think we still have some time. I think Kerry's going to probably pull some strings and you're going to see, uh, you're going to see some surprise names come up very soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, he's obviously he's built a lot of excitement down here already, and we're still a couple of months out. Uh, what does it mean to you uh, as a coach of Canada uh, coming out for the largest outdoor game to ever be played in this part of the world? I think it's a, first of all, anytime I get to do anything for Canada, whether it's play or coach, it is the greatest thrill in the world to have an opportunity to open up the game somewhere else in the world uh, is incredible. And then to do it outdoors and to be the first, anytime you can be the first, it is, it's something that will never go away. So to have the opportunity to do this in New Zealand and have the first outdoor game, it, uh, it is something I'm going to remember the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to go down in New Zealand sporting history, that's for sure. Uh, I'm really excited about it. You said that you've been to New Zealand uh, before. Um, is there anything that you didn't get to do that time around that you've kind of got on your bucket list that you really want to do when you're down here? Um, you know what? I it was, it was so long ago. I have had, I don't know how much you know about me, but I've had 12 concussions and I had a couple uh, since I retired from playing for Canada. So there's a lot of things that I don't remember, uh, to be honest with you. And that's one of the few good things about having a concussion. There's not a lot of good things. But you, uh, you get to kind of live your life over again, and you might have done it, but uh, you get to do it again. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to, number one, the people. I, I think New Zealand is, is one of the closest countries in the world to Canadians. Um, so nice, uh, incredible people, always willing to, uh, to lend a hand and help out. And I'm just looking forward to traveling and seeing everything there is to see and doing it with the Canadian team. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think you're right there. It's probably why I love Canada as much as I love my own country too. Uh, so there's been a bit of debate uh, where I work about what is the greatest rivalry in sport. Now, being a hockey guy, I immediately say Canada versus USA. Why do you think Canada versus USA is the greatest rivalry in sport? I think it's the greatest rivalry in sport because you have, first of all, the countries are so close to each other. We, we cross borders in, in so many different provinces and states. And especially hockey, and this is where it's really come into play, where back in the day uh, it was Canada and Russia, and in, in sled off it was Canada and Norway. And then once the U.S. started to get their program together, put finances in place to get their program to be a world-class program, it's something that has just been such a natural fit. The other thing that I think is so incredibly um, important to the U.S. making the rivalry the way it is now is they've seen for so many years the Canadians beat them. And we have 35, people, 35 million people in Canada. They have, you know, hundreds of millions over us. And I think there's 300 million people in, uh, in the U.S. And, and, and 35 million in, in Canada. So this is the opportunity for every time we beat them, them to, to really look at how can they beat us when we have so many more people to draw from. And it's, uh, it's an incredible, if you haven't seen a Canada-U.S. game, it is, has to be on your bucket list because I will guarantee you, and, and people will say, well, Paul, it's just an exhibition. It's a, once that puck drops... The Canadians are going to do whatever it can to win, and the Americans are going to do the exact same. 
Yeah, uh, speaking of that, what level of hockey can fans down here expect uh, for the Classic? Well, minimum is going to be like a, a, a American Hockey League. That's minimum. And then you're going to get some guys that uh, that have NHL experience. Even a guy like Zenon Kanopka, who was, I don't know if you know Zenon, but he's been a part of the tournaments for many years. Yeah. Uh, he played a number of years in the NHL, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be the captain for the U.S. Yeah, he is. There's a guy. Yeah, he's, he is four years ago when I was involved with him, and he had been, been retired and much older than the other guys, and he would have died on the ice, I'm telling you, to, to get a U.S. <laughs> so you're going to, the, the people that, that are thinking, well, you know what, I'm not sure, it's really, it, it can't be that great. I'm going to tell you that it's going to be as good as any, the intensity will be as good as any NHL game you'll ever see. I like it. I like it. Now, of course, uh, you have such a great story uh, of determination. Um, Kerry, he's been down here recently uh, on his whole like promo tour of New Zealand. Uh, he talked about you losing your leg at age 39 and deciding to pick up a new sport, obviously being sledge hockey. So you go there, you end up becoming arguably the greatest sledge hockey goalie of all time. But in those first uh, couple of years, what was it like starting out and tra- transitioning from someone who was a goal scorer in his younger years to now being the man that stops the puck? It was tough. I, I'm going to be honest with you. The first, uh, when, when I first lost my leg, I never, and it's almost 19 years, June 9th will be 19 years from when I lost my leg. And I've never once in those 19 years felt sorry for myself or thought, and that's why I have the opportunity to mentor so many people. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to talking to as many people in New Zealand that happen to be disabled or have relatives that are disabled to let them know the greatness that can be achieved. If you have a good mindset, the hardest thing was for me to get used to playing goal. I was a catcher in baseball. For those that don't know the story, I, I wanted to play sled hockey. The first time I got out, I was a, I, I got in a sled to play forward. I didn't like it. I didn't like doing, and I don't like doing anything unless I could do it the best to my, of my ability. And when I saw the goaltender and I had that catcher's uh, background in, in baseball, and I love baseball, I got a goalie coach, an NHL goalie coach, Jamie McGuire, who handles many guys in the NHL. He was a goalie coach for Scott Darling, who was a USA goalie last year. Mm. Um, and he's now with the, he's got a Stanley Cup ring with the Blackhawks. He played with Carolina last year. And I just worked extremely hard. I worked six days a week for almost a year, took thousands and thousands of pucks. And hard work paid off because I was able to, uh, to play in three Paralympics and in five world championships and, and do something at an age. And this is the most important thing I try to get across to people, not what I accomplished, but the age I accomplished it at. Yeah. It's, it's pretty impressive. There's definitely not many people that would, uh, come into a new sport like that and then dominate at that age. Cause you you were what 41 when you made your debut at the Paralympics. Uh, yeah, I'm just, just, almost 42 but uh march 2002 I, i'm my birthday is the end of april i'll be 48 in a couple of weeks so yeah i was always 41 and uh 11 12 <laughs> wow that's that's amazing and of course you won gold at the torino winter olympics 
Um, which if you look back, uh, Canada kind of looks at the Torino, the Torino Olympics, uh, disappointingly because, you know, their men's team, uh, came away without a medal, but of course the sledge hockey team, you got the gold medal. What was the reception like when you came back home? Well, that was one of the, the highlights of my life because when we, I was 46 years old and, uh, we got our almost 46, same, same situation with the games in March, my birthday in April. And I was, I'm older than most of the guys that played on the Canadian men's team in the games in, uh, in, in 2006. So Bob Nicholson, who was the CEO of the, uh, of Hockey Canada and the head of the men's team, when we got off the bus in Torino, he basically came up to me and talked to me about the fact that the men were in seventh place. Their last three games, they were shut out. The last game shut out by Latvia and Arthur Zerbe, uh, for those who remember Arthur's. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> wanted me to take the team and really, you know, grab them by their bootstraps. We were we were four, ranked number four in the world going into Torino, and a lot of people don't remember that. Uh, nobody gave us an opportunity to win the gold. It was Norway's gold. They were the best team in the world. They were on their pinnacle of success. They were like the 83 Oilers. And we walked hmm. into that arena and I just got that sense of we have an opportunity to do something that no other team can go back and do. And, and that was to shock the world. Anytime you can shock the world, it's the greatest thrill. Before you knew it, we were in the gold medal game against Norway. I remember it like it was yesterday. I stood up in the room and I told the guys, get me one goal. I'm not letting one in. I know a lot of people look back on that and thought it might have been the silliest thing in the world for a goaltender in that uh, the gold medal game against the great Norwegians to say something like that. But we ended up winning three, nothing. It was, uh, it was one thing I'm extremely proud of. There's a plaque in the hall of fame and my mask from that game's in the hall of fame, but it was the first ever shadowed in the history of Canadian hockey. No men, no woman, nobody ever got a shadowed in a gold medal game in the Olympics or Paralympics. So to have that and come back and then be honored by the Leafs and, you know, the Edmonton Oilers had me as their uh, man of the year, uh, dropping the puck everywhere. Uh-huh. It was one of the greatest years, other than the, the birth of my three kids and my two grandchildren. It was probably the greatest feeling in my entire life to uh, to feel that and, and have that sense of, of absolute pride, absolute determination, dedication, and the will to succeed uh, gave me that opportunity to have the, the pride that, that I will never forget that feeling. Yeah, that's man, that's so cool. Like, I know you can't see me, but I've got a bit of a grin going on my face right now. Just, I think next time I go to Toronto, uh, I always go to the Hall of Fame. I'm definitely looking out for uh, your goalie mask there. But one crazy, one crazy story I found out about you recently was that when you came back with your gold medal, it actually got stolen during an autograph session uh, in Toronto. And then the man himself, Don Cherry, addressed the thief on Hockey Night in Canada and told them to drop it off in a mailbox. Sure enough shows up at a post office. How grateful were you when something like that could end so positively? Well, that was a crazy day. So that was uh, just about nine months after we won. I was doing an event with Kerry and Stop Concussions. It was a ball hockey tournament. Uh, There was probably six or seven gold medals on the table. And Cheryl Pounder from the women's team, who I'm good friends with, she said, Rosie, and everybody calls me Rosie. When I come down to New Zealand, you'll see everybody will call me Rosie. She said, Rosie, where's your medal? I said, it's beside yours. We realized immediately it was stolen. Uh, the police shut the building down. It was uh, five days of absolute lunacy. I was on 
TV almost every day. Don Cherry, the night of that, who's a, a, a pal of mine and an incredible Canadian, he told, he said, the rat who stole, and I quote, the rat who stole <laughs> Rosie, put it in a mailbox and the police will not be involved. And a week to the day, the police called me. I got the metal back. The ribbon looks like it's been eaten. I will bring the metal down so all of you can see it and hold it and touch it and take pictures with it. It was one of the most incredible I went from one extreme to the other in so fast a time because when it was stolen, I lost all sense of humanity. I lost all faith in, in you know, you want something that bad, work for it. Don't mm. steal it. I'm not a fan of, of, of thieves. And then to get it back, because the police said to me on the Wednesday, it's never coming back. Like, you know, they, we already put the wheels in motion to get a new medal from Torino. But winning that medal at my age, MVP, shout out, 46 years old, unheard of, uh, to get it from Sir Philip Craven, it was something that I didn't want another medal. I wanted my medal back. Yeah. So to get it back, uh, it was, um, I'll be indebted for my life to uh, to the great Don Cherry. Yeah, I guess, well, yeah, the power of Don Cherry, it's, it's amazing. Um, now, obviously, recently uh, in the hockey world, it's we've all banded together over the tragedy uh, over the Humboldt Broncos. But from that, this, in the recently, there's been a really great story that's come out about one player, um, Ryan uh, Strasnitsky, uh, who obviously he's now paralyzed, but he's determined to get back out there on the ice. He told his parents that he was going to make the Olympic sledge hockey team, and obviously nothing's going to stop him. Would you consider reaching out to Ryan to help make his dreams come true? 100%. The wheels are in motion right now for awesome. things to happen. Greg Westlake, who was the captain of the team now and was my roommate for a number of years, uh, the great Greg Westlake story with me is he is 17 years old. I'm 46 years old. We're in our room getting ready the night before the gold medal game in Torino. And I, about 3 o'clock in the morning, said to him, I said, hey, Gregor, we're winning the gold tomorrow. I'm getting a shout-out. You're getting the winning goal. And he sort of laughed at me, and we <laughs> ended up winning three. He got the winning goal. I got the shout-out. He's the captain of the team. Um, he's an incredible person. The wheels are in motion for things to happen uh, with uh, Ryan and with his parents. I'm hoping to be one of the people involved in it, but Ryan will get great mentorship, whether it's me or Greg or somebody from Hockey Canada, and I will do it. And if they ask, I'll be there tonight. So uh, it is, it's one of the most incredible things and when this story came out a lot of people didn't understand so tragedies happen all over the world every single day they're brought to light more when it happens to a, a sports team because you don't expect i've traveled on the bus all over the world in, in a in, with my team with team canada i've been through that rural area of saskatchewan i've been all over sweden and norway and 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 russia and the czech republic you never expect tragedy to happen when a sports team is going to do something they love. Hmm. But the great about sled hockey now, how they're calling it para-ice hockey now, is the fact that 20 years ago when I was playing, nobody would have known anything. When we won the gold in Torino, the game was played a month later. So for this kid to have absolute devastation happen to him and be paralyzed, and the first thing is that he's got that dream, and I've said this for the last six or seven years, any of the sports teams that I talk to, is whether you're in a sled, you're standing up, you're a, a woman or a man, you get that opportunity to do what you love for the country that you love. It is the greatest thrill in the world. You cannot buy that thrill. 
And for him to reach out and say, the first thing I want to do is I want to play for Team Canada, that's what it's all about. And that's why the game has progressed to be one of the greatest games in the world for people that have had an obstacle and now can turn it into an opportunity. So I will be there as soon as the family ever wants. It's, uh, it is, it's very important to give back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very awesome that you're getting involved there. Um, I know, yeah, it's, it's hit very hard everywhere. It's, it, you wouldn't believe it, but I mean, it's hit very hard here too in New Zealand. And I, and I'm sure a lot of people were looking forward to you coming down. Uh, Paul, thanks for taking the time to talk to me and we'll see you when you're here in June. Absolutely. And if you need anything between now and then, uh, don't hesitate to call me ever. Uh, if, uh, if you see between now and then that there is somebody that you think I can help by going to a hospital or going to their home, uh, put it together. I don't care if I work 24 hours a day while I'm down there. It's a, it's a thrill that I will never pass up. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. Thank you. Right. Wow. Uh, what a great guy. Um, very inspirational. If there is actually anyone in New Zealand who, um, you know, wants to take up sled, uh, sledge hockey, para ice hockey, uh, get in touch with us at Pakia Podcast um, and we can put you on to Paul. Uh, maybe he can give you a bit of advice there. But yeah, talking about the Humboldt Broncos, the GoFundMe campaign has been great. Um, just the amount of money that's been raised for those families is incredible. It's very touching. Uh, and it just goes to show how freaking awesome the hockey world is when, when we all come together. Uh, I absolutely love it. I couldn't be more proud to be associated with the sport in whatever small role that may be. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And if you can, please give back to the Broncos. Puck yeah, it's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcast app for the latest episodes. Follow the team on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Puckyear Podcast. And for your fix of hockey news, go to puckyear.nz.